This episode of Earl Grey is brought to you by Audible.com, offering more than 150,000 titles for iPhone, iPad, and iPod, Android, Kindle, Windows Phone, plus Mac or PC. To get a free audiobook of your choice, visit audibletrial.com slash trekfm. Hey everyone, I'm Rod Roddenberry, and you're listening to Trek FM. T. L. Grey, hot. It's time for another serving of Earl Grey, our dedicated TNG show. I'm Darren Moser, sitting in the center chair this week, and I'm joined by my co-host Daniel Prue, sitting at Tactical. Daniel, what's the status of the podcast? Is everything operating normally? Oh, I mean, absolutely normal. Like this is this is what a great day to be alive. I'm having a good time, and uh, yeah, no, nothing strange to report at all. I'm also joined by Counselor Philip Gilfus. Counselor, do you know today's date? You know, Darren, I'm. He, there's so many times you just burst in and ask me what the day is. I, I mean, I don't want to file any grievances or anything, but it's getting it's getting kind of embarrassing, and and you're, and you're coming off kind of crazy. I mean, I, I just if I can be frank, you're not Frank. You're you're Philip. Okay, well, well, okay, fine. I mean, I I okay. I won't I won't ask you. You know what what the date is. I just I I, I lost my watch and sorry. Well. As you may have guessed from our wonderful intro, we're going to be talking about time travel here on Earl Grey. Now, I wanted to start us off talking about loops, which leads us to our ship of the line reference for the day, cause and effect, and the USS Bozeman. Now, you know, we've talked a lot about this episode, more about the book, I'm afraid to say, but we've talked a lot about this episode. And what do you guys think of this one? Just is a really clever use of, I mean, not just, you know, obviously like showing a loop, but just how, you know, things kind of bled over like deja vu. Uh, you know, what did you guys think of how this was portraying time travel, Philip? Well, I mean, I think the matrix did, uh, did break, um, during the loop, but, um, cause we did see some deja vu. Now, um, you know, it was interesting because I, I think when you think time travel, and I know sometimes, you know, the, how many movies and TV shows later, time travel, oh, Star Trek does time travel all the time. And like, well, not really. And the next generation, not really. I mean, we do, but that's what we're here to talk about tonight. Um, but I think a loop is sort of an inventive way. Like, how are we going to do time travel? We're not going to go back forward. We're just going to do the same period of time, you know, Groundhog Day, this thing. Yeah, that's very, that's a good point. It's very Groundhog's Day. I think if we just needed uh, the Shunny, Sunny and Share program Alpha 5 running in the background at the very beginning. What do, what do you think, Daniel? You know, I mean, it's it's a great place to start or end or, or uh, you know, I don't That's know the best what we're thing doing is here. You can start and end with it. Is <laughs> cause and effect, you know, um, a couple of the things – uh, in the episode are a little wonky, but I mean, you're going to, you're going to experience that in every time travel story, like, because it just never makes sense. It never really gets to the point where it's like, it's the mystery of it. That is always intriguing. It's like, what is like, what would happen or, or how would it work if this, and, but of course, you know, we get to see it four or five times in this episode and, and brilliantly directed by Jonathan Frakes, this episode. And like, we always get to see the subtle differences or we get to see it from a different angle or we get to see it from a slightly different perspective. And, and it's, it's, I mean, I think it's, it's an amazing uh, time travel story. And and it's, it's one of the good things that Star Trek can do well. Yeah. It really gives a matter of perspective now that (laughs) I think about it. Um, Yeah. There you go. Yeah. I mean, like that feeling of deja Q you really get, um, when you're, when you're watching it, um, now these these aren't even time travel references anymore. <laughs> now you're just now you're just trolling me. But now was that one directed by Jonathan Franks? I for some reason I've forgotten that. Yes, yep. that's awesome. Well, I mean, if you get to you know direct the great Kelsey Grammer, I mean, who would turn that down? Oh, and I know wouldn't it? And I know they tried. I don't know how hard, but I know they tried to get um, uh, Chris. Was it, was it Chrissy Alley or was it um his his uh the uh, well, I'm blanking on her name. Uh, BB or the woman who played her his wife, and try, they try to get someone to be his first officer. Oh, like um, from the from the classic the era. Oh, yeah, right, right, right. Oh, yeah. Kirstie uh, Kirstie Alley was 
you know, in, it was Savick. That would have oh gosh, that's. And then he just needs to say, "I'm listening," and everyone just rolls over. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, so cause and effect is an example of time travel done really well in the next generation. Our, our next loop, though, some would debate is is a lesser episode. Uh, oh, with, God. with time oh. squared. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, it's, yeah, this was kind of, I think, what people were afraid of when TNG said we're going to do a time travel episode. Two Picards, six hours in the future. Philip, I know you love this episode oh, so much. Uh, Two Picards? <laughs> I mean, for, and, 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 I mean, he just murders himself, basically. I mean, and I'm even trying to remember how long this episode lasts i think um from the time the enterprise goes through vidra's shield no wait never mind sorry that's another um that's another loop i've been hearing um but no um it, it's it's i don't even remember like when they actually get pat you know future picard because like to me it almost seems like it doesn't happen to like the, the last quarter of the episode i may be misremembering but it makes the last quarter of the episode last three hours <laughs> but because like nothing happens during this episode i mean and daniel can correct me because i know he's seen it more recently but like nothing happens during this episode except for the big swirl effect which is cool that is a cool part i'll admit that that is a cool part special effects really cool um but like there's like picard future picard like all he does is like gap at stuff and like look afraid patrick more afraid (laughs) let's afraid i mean like that's his entire acting that's just stupid really well i mean and this is the first time we see an anomaly appear you know not directly in front of the enterprise it was below the enterprise three-dimensional space I know we want to see that till two thousand and nine, but that was a space toilet. <laughs> <laughs> well, now, that was which that way was it spinning? Was it from Australia or America? <laughs> uh, I think Homer could tell us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the card oh, defeats Australia. I see. <laughs> um, there's our Simpsons reference for the episode, but. Oh. And so yeah, I, I will. I'm going to give a shout out here to. Uh, um, I don't. Not our sister show, like a, our cousin show. I, I guess I don't cousins, know. What you're, I mean, um, but Mission Log, right? Oh, we yeah. just recently also covered this episode, and like Philip, this is not a favorite episode of mine, and I haven't seen it since uh, I listened to their discussion on it. But their discussion is very interesting, and uh, anybody who maybe dismisses it out of hand, like I do, uh, you know, maybe give it a listen and then watch it again. Because they actually really delve into some really interesting ideas about the episode. And I think their ideas are valid and, and, and work. I just don't think it comes across on screen a lot like Philip does, like, where it just, it just doesn't execute properly. It doesn't seem to work right. The, the, the time travel is a little weird and kind of strange. It's, it's just, it's, you know, Philip mentioned that we don't get a lot of, a ton, I should say, of time travel in TNG, and you know, if you if you can only watch five episodes or something, uh, this is not going to be on your list. I don't think. Wait, wait. That's for so, sure. so Daniel, for the record, the four our co-host and everyone else, you would rather watch 19th Century San Francisco <laughs> than. No. Five minute future Picard. I never said that. <laughs> never ever said that. Uh, I never compared the two in my head, but. Oh, we'll get there. We'll get there, Philip. Okay. Or, or have we already or, been or there? Will we? <laughs> we'll find Daniel's head in a cavern. I'm sure. You know, after, after we well, watch like, the episode. <laughs> I think with Times Squared, like, like if you had pitched me that, it sounds interesting. That okay, a future Picard in a shuttle. Which, of course, the hard part about this mystery episode is it takes for ever to find the, the answer like if they had found out like a little earlier like oh shuttle destroyed enterprise but it's not like like five minutes until like oh yeah this is the destroyed enterprise and he's in the shuttle and there's no survivor i'm like okay that would have been helpful to know 10 minutes and, ago and yeah that's i think that's my problem with it too is it just takes too long because it, it's as if the enterprise crew's like well we've never encountered strange things before ever <laughs> like when they're in the shuttle bay and they're like oh this is the shuttle el baz but the shuttle El Paz slow turn <laughs> is right there. And it's like, okay, calm down, guys. Whoa. Whoa. And they, look, and they have to figure out which El Baz shuttle pod yeah. to kill, but they can't yeah. figure out which one is which. And they're yeah. like, don't you know me? I'm El Baz. No. No, kill him. Kill me first. That's El Baz. <laughs> He's the fake. No, no, no. <laughs> oh. 
<laughs> you just got to wait long enough to see which shuttlecraft tries to make out with the, the female alien, and then you know exactly which one. Which, uh, which shuttlecraft has Andy written on its nacelle? That's how we'll know. That's how we'll know is the real one. Oh well, okay. Well, there's more loops. There's more loops to get to. So uh, this one, it's it's a again, it's it's kind of falling into that time travel. Why are we even doing time travel episodes? But uh, I actually forgot this one was a time travel episode until I was researching. But uh, we'll always have Paris. Uh, oh, well, okay, yeah, yeah. So I mean, it it is it does, it does have small loops. I mean, the, kind of the hiccups. Or actually, sorry, that's it's not the size of the loop that matters, <laughs> no. Darren. It's I'm the real data. You're not the real data. I'm the real data. Wait a minute. Wait, what? Are you? The, I mean, are you light the, streak data is pretty cool. Like that was kind of a cool scene where he's like, you know, no, we all have to go in the proper order or. Bad stuff. Well, I don't know. This is. I actually okay. I I will defend it. Uh, I, I mean, I don't think it's perfect or anything, but I I love the badassery of data we get in this episode. We get it's it like they know like Picard specifically calls him out, and data was like, oh, you just think I'm a disposable thing that you can just use and blah 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 blah, and he's like, no 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 no, like you have unique abilities, and this is great. Like it's cool to think that they're they're like nobody on the original series crew could have done this. Nobody on any of the other Star Trek crews. I'm not calling anybody out. I'm just yeah. saying like this is Data's. Day. This is his <laughs> platform here. This is this is what he gets to do, and like he's the only one that can think fast enough to figure this out and be like. There's future me and past me, and this isn't disorienting in any way. This is like he's I just like be this is enough. this is another logic problem for me to fix. No, exactly, no, no exactly. worries. I mean, like you know, um, uh, finger cuffs he can't do, but advanced time. Yeah, for no, him. of course, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> of course, of course. Well, well, I, if it was think, advanced time finger cuffs, then we got a problem. So, <laughs> well, it it remind. I know this is making it even worse, but it reminds me of a TOS episode. I'm selling for time, so I can remember the name of the episode. Um, it's the one with Lazarus. I can't remember the name of it um oh the alternative factor oh my gosh i actually remembered it okay the alternative factor because it's kind of weird where it actually i think the, sh- the episode actually starts the same way as 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 all we always have pairs like time waves like affect the the ship and it's like there's an entire this is affected every alta starbase bloggity blog you know and <laughs> it's and, bad let's just say it's bad yeah because like time what like because like, again like time travel we always think it's forward backwards but like this whole like changing the nature of the time space continuum in and of itself like this episode does you know that's different and and to me you know i i like that you know, we're not just doing like oh we went back to 1987 or not to make I me mean, actually that's a great movie but like you know what i'm saying you know we didn't go to 1996 you know or something it's just like no it's weird stuff happened which to call out uh voyager for a moment i remember reading something that was saying you know because remember when they go back in was it future imperfect future uh, ends Future and future and perfect. Yeah, future and that's, that's right. Future and uh, you know they go back to ninety six and and Catherine Janeway's like I don't know anything about this time period, but yet as I've heard it pointed <laughs> out in the Millennium yeah. Gate episode eleven fifty nine, which yeah eleven fifty nine, which is supposedly in nineteen ninety nine, a scant three years later, she's like, well, I know my ancestor did exactly this in Montana or whatever. And uh, it, it, it was Indiana. Indiana. But, uh, and, 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 and it's funny because, like, um, I just finished my Voyager rewatch, right? And towards the end of the series um, – wow, this is turning into To the Journey Earl Grey edition. Uh, but, to, but towards the end of the series, there's a really interesting episode where um, it's kind of a Chakotay episode, I guess. I don't know if I should say really interesting and Chakotay in the same breath. But, um, like, where, like, different sections of the ship – Oh, yeah, fractured. Like – Fractured, thank yeah. you. Oh, my goodness. You know, That's a great there, time like, travel episode. There are some times that Voyager comes up and, and, oh, and surprises wow. me, just shocks wow. me. Like That's uh, at one up Dan. That's the number, <laughs> not no, the no, word. No, no, no. I'm serious. Like, I, I've made my, you know, my feelings known, and I don't Is this hate the show at all. lost twice to them, Daniel? <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. You know, and, like, man, like, it is interesting when they do – there is so much potential – uh, as a storytelling device with time travel, yeah, and that's like that's an example of it. Like, how is this not something that had been done before in Star Trek? And then they come up with it, and they like they they knock it out of the park, and it's a really cool concept. And it's like, why not? Why couldn't it's kind you of do a, this? In the same boat as what we get in uh, in All Good Things. I mean, it's very different, 
but it, I can. But as right, far as yeah, like yeah, traveling yeah. to different times of Voyager, yes, you know, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, you know, right, picture yeah. that the series is a string. And if you crumple up the string, <laughs> you can travel to different points now, in wait, the does series. It come out the hole, around the tree, in the so queue. So what you're saying is it's and, it's and Scott Bakula can appear, um, <laughs> and when you least expect it. Okay. Oh uh, right. So yeah. So always have Paris. So there's a couple of of loop uh, loop de loops. Uh, not Back to the Future per se, but just <laughs> corkscrew follies. Yes. is what you should call. There you them. go. Yeah. Um, yeah. But another one, which is and this one's in its own category because it's 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 it definitely deals with time travel but it's just such a great episode yesterday's enterprise uh now we've talked a lot about this and we'll for sure continue to talk about this because it's such a great episode uh but this is one where we we as the audience you know we see that they've now shifted into the biff controlled 1985 <laughs> where everything's bad and the lighting the lighting's dark and there's casinos on the enterprise wait a minute <laughs> who got a hold he owns who got a hold all of, of the, the enterprise now <laughs> Who got a hold of the almanac in order to turn Tasha? It was Tasha. The the Enterprise C is the DeLorean in this scenario. I'm going to throw that out there for one thing. It's totally Um, the DeLorean. (laughs) That's funny. That's a good uh, idea. Yeah, but this episode, I mean, and I mean, because imagine. You could almost do this no, sorry, as I'm a, picturing the Enterprise C dedication plaque has out of time on it. Sorry, go ahead. And it spins <laughs> on its corner out of time. After they so go it goes time. to warp. It's just flames right there in space. Isn't that what like the JJ one does? It has the little like contrails oh, the, after it. the little blue yeah. trails. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, yeah. That's funny. Um, but and it comes out cold. It's cold. <laughs> oh, I, oh, I'm sure dilithium is in your drugstore in your time, but it's a little hard to come by here. In 19- <laughs> but uh well it's interesting though because imagine yesterday's enterprise though if Guyan wasn't there and it was just it makes me kind of think of like like the enterprise episode uh in a mirror darkly where it's literally like self-contained like they don't mm-hmm. rec- they don't acknowledge the normal enterprise series at all in that it's they changed the title sequence for goodness sake but if imagine if this one we see the shift then the events play out. I mean, this is kind of changing the the core of the story, but what if the events played out where they do go back, but under di- different reasons, and then we revert back? So again, as an audience member, I'm just saying it's it's the same overall effect, but without the someone's telling you to do it. It just it's it's like a self closing loop. Well, I, I think the thing about yesterday's Enterprise that I like that Daniel will now throw up during <laughs> is that they do the consequences of it. Like, okay, it went back in time with Tasha. We can't ignore that. Mm. I mean, Daniel's saying we should ignore we that. We could have. But, you know, <laughs> could have but, but, you know, well, you know, you could have changed the consequences. But, like, you know, the, that's – and then we can't get into the nature of time. Well, I mean, we can, but we'll just look like idiots. Um, but, um, you know, but, like, you know, that, that treated that – Seriously, you know, yes, we sent Tasha back, so therefore she was back there in the early 24th century on the Enterprise C, and so, you know, you got to do that. You really don't. (laughs) You really don't. You know, it's right, so we're talking about loops here, and it's interesting because yesterday's Enterprise is is kind of, I mean, it technically is a loop, but, but we don't see it narratively portrayed as a loop right. it's more portrayed i mean it is more like but a, it's like like a standout like you like a pop right, right. Out, yeah. it's portrayed like it's portrayed as one loops narrative of how that loop works out mm. so we never get to see it changed or affected in any ways we just like this is a bubble of what happens in this episode and then everything goes back to normal and nothing changes nothing has been altered in any way so it's a really interesting way to kind of <sighs> And and like I guess like Philip says like maybe you, it is interesting under some circumstances to explore what has changed but to me it would have been much more interesting to think that Tasha had always been there mm. like she had always been in that situation and no she had never sired some baby that looks just like sired her. <laughs> I, I yeah I don't know I can't think of a more like well you know, I was like, gonna say rape know. but we'll, we'll go with sire you know I guess um, <laughs> well, well I remember um, women at warp were recently talking about Romulan women it's awesome they could do an entire episode about badass Romulan women because apparently there's so many 
Yes, uh, because Romulans are badass. Um, I, don't I know, agree. I don't know who would think that or not. Yes. <laughs> what was that, our fourth episode we were talking about Romulans? We love Romulans. Yes, it was. It was one of our early ep- Yeah, because our first – yeah, I think it was our fourth episode. Yeah. Um, but what was it uh, Space – Linebackers, space linebackers. Ooh, that's yeah. right. Yeah, good. good like callback. Yeah, <laughs> some hot episodes ago. Yeah, but um, very good. But they were talking about how you know they would have liked in to make Chasha for once a little less tragic. Of instead of you know why couldn't uh, she have just been fully human or something like that? Like had a had a daughter or you know just the whole way it went down of like you know rebelling and death and just it's like she just can't catch a break she really can't it's like even when she comes back she goes back on the enterprise c and just this whole thing happens but yeah you like you don't you don't know that really good uh 80s tv uh series uh tosh yar can't lose you never you never saw that <laughs> and she was in high school anyway yeah um yeah yeah i mean i mean i just like the fact that they do do consequences and Again, did it really happen, and did it have an effect? And and did like you know, if if they didn't send the Enterprise C back in time, could you slowly see the picture of war fading? It's all, it's all really good. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. I think it would have been cool to see Worf on, like, we never see the bridge of the other Klingon ship that attacks him, but if we had seen Worf on it, and he's got, like, an eye patch, he's, like, lost an eye, and he's just, he, he's just, like, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's true. I forgot Klingons have in, in that, all the best eye patches. In, in that continuity, maybe it might make sense how we see Worf in the mirror universe Regent in Deep Space Nine. Yeah, maybe. Maybe it might make sense that way, but... Well, I don't know if, yeah, yeah. And well, he has a mot on a chain. On the, you know. <laughs> <laughs> or just a, he has well, a Frankie with no arms on a chain. He's just, <laughs> but, all right, well, that's, that's a, I, I think that's good, guys. That's, uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of time travel, but I don't want to, I don't want to talk too long. Um, but yeah, I'm just, I'm not sure where else to go with this. Uh, whatever. Uh, time travels, you know, it's not the only thing we've been talking about here on Trek FM. Here's what you may have missed elsewhere on the network. T. L. Gray, hot. It's time for another serving of Earl Grey, our dedicated TNG show. I'm Darren Moser, sitting in the center chair this week. I'm joined by my 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 co-host D- Daniel Prue, who's sitting at at Tactical. Daniel, what's the uh, what's the status of the podcast? Everything operating normally? Uh, yeah, it's great. I mean, we're still at war, so I guess if you want to say it's normal to be at war, but uh, just so you know, yeah, everything I guess is what you would call quote unquote normal, Darren. Well, that's. That's a that's a nice belt you have there. I mean, it looks it looks really really stylish. You know, I how can I get a belt like that? <laughs> Commander Flipper makes me wear this every <laughs> shift. I'm sorry, I don't. I I think it's terrible and tacky, but I have to wear it, so I'm wearing it. Well, I'm also joined by military counselor Philip Gilfus. Counselor, do you today know today's military date? Uh, I believe this is the tenth day since we defeated uh, the Klingons at the Battle of Kukukuk, um, and that's how it is by my calendar. Um, and I'm just going to check the uh, weapons and shields here, and um, and I'll probably take the con as I am the expert pilot on the ship. What could so, go um, wrong? You are the best con pilot I've ever seen, Philip. That is good. Well, as you might have guessed, we're talking about time travel here on Earl Grey. Now, I wanted to start us off talking about past events. Now, this is Daniel's favorite <laughs> times arrow. Okay, I know, I know. But, um, you past know. prologue. Well, you know. Prologue? It's a prologue. Oh, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> but again, you know, this is a, it's a great example of. Guinan's intuition. I guess it wasn't even intuition because it's like she just can keep a secret for her like centuries. Well, yeah. I mean, Daniel, as as you well know, Guinan is a secret keeper, right? That is the. <laughs> I thought she was just role. a listener, but uh, maybe that's inherent that you're a secret keeper as well. She's Picard's secret keeper. Uh, uh, well, it's just you know, it, 
like Lee, I would love if she had like actually, actually like the next day, <laughs> Picard's like, so what's gonna happen now? I don't know. You, it's we we passed the point. You go back in time. <laughs> I don't know what's gonna happen tomorrow. I'm gonna live each okay. day to its fullest. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Oh. Let me let me No, it actually reminds me and I know y'all for like the three B five listeners, let me do this for a second. So for the Babylon five, like that actually happened where um, you know, Commander Sinclair goes back in time to become Valen and he like has all these prophecies of like this will happen in the future and then like after a certain time he no longer knows what's happened in the future because <laughs> that's when he went back, so he kinda has to like uh that's only I forgot all my that's all the prophecies I got, guys. I'm all out. Yeah, I'm all out. I, I'm out. I'm done. <laughs> If future me could just show up and tell me some new prophecies, that'd be great. <laughs> right now. I mean, right now. <laughs> what were you saying, Daniel, though, about uh, your favorite episode? First of all, I mean, I get it. I don't. Maybe I get it, and maybe I don't. Maybe my history is a little off. Maybe Mark Twain was this obnoxious <laughs> in real life. I don't know. I don't have to want to watch it on my TV screen, first of all. That is like my my most like basic issue with this with this kind of concept. But I hate when they like shoehorn this idea that Guinan was on Earth for forever before thing you know before she was an alien and blah 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 blah. And then like Data was there as a what what, what? A Frenchman? Yes, he was a Frenchman. That's Ooh, right. And Goldie Cot was, was there. The Pirate yeah, sent him. Goldie Cot was there. That's right. Yeah, got, yeah. Got, I just, got, man, you're forgetting the biggest character, Jack London. Come on, Jack London oh, was there. Yeah, yeah. Come on. Yeah. Everyone's you know, everything intersects with Star Trek. Everything. That's the thing. Yeah, that's exactly the thing. And I just like this. These this two-parter. I, mean, I, I don't know that I, <laughs> I. I don't know that I necessarily. Man, I would have to rewatch it, and I don't think I want to do that. There's two episodes. So, but I, I, I don't. I don't think I would I necessarily disagree with the time travel aspect of these episodes. Um I would have to look go back and like watch them again, but uh I just I have a visceral a very visceral reaction to these episodes. So I, I just I just So well, you're telling me that your reaction to this episode <laughs> Well, what's interesting also about this is that this is a, you know, only data could do something in order to get back in time like you know, they try to protect him, and it's like, well, I have a very, you know, attuned phase discriminator, blah, 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 you know, MacGuffin, MacGuffin, you know. My MacGuffin drive is at 100%, so <laughs> it's going to allow me to see these time shifts. But, uh, but yeah, but it's, I mean, it's also just fun, you know, for the, besides the mechanics of time travel or whatever, you know, the time cave. I mean, we've seen a lot of ways to do time, but the time cave, really? Uh <laughs> But, you know, Data in, in the past is just fun because he's just, like, super strong. He's super smart. Oh, he's yeah. just, I love that he's suitcase. Just, he's like, oh, boom. Oh, it's an it's, anvil. <laughs> he, like, picks up the anvil and it's like, yeah. in, he's like, ow. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think it is? <laughs> I don't know that is. <laughs> but uh it does have some good one-liners for sure well, like i mean to me that is that is sometimes yeah I know we, people often give like the data as spock but that that you know, i almost feel like data should have said like bare skin and stone knives you know trying to create this thing just <laughs> like he does um in city of fetch prepper but yeah yeah and it, i get it, yeah the guy in aspect and we've talked about it before you build up the story and then you see it and you're like Oh, so that's how Star Wars started. Uh, oh, I mean, the, uh, this, this, uh, that's not what we're talking about. Um, but like, you, when you see the Guinan story that you built up, and then you, you see how Guinan and Picard met, it's like, oh. You, but you know Guinan can't die because she has to turn into Vader later. I mean, <laughs> I mean, yeah. No. I mean, and really the whole Star Trek story is about Guinan, now that I think about it. It's, uh... Uh, okay, well, uh, on to one of the films. I mean, yes, we've had a bit of time travel uh, but definitely, I mean, who could talk about time travel and not mention first contact? I mean, we go, we learn so much about our future slash past. It's great. I mean, we are steaming towards 20, uh, was it 2063? Uh, and yep. I can't wait to meet the Vulcans. April 5th? Yeah. Right? That's, yeah. That's, well, not, no, Darren, it's actually kind of funny. You know, where you're sitting right now, 
Like, that's where the statue's going really? to be. Really? Where I'm sitting right now? That's amazing. Am yeah, I you, sitting in the statue? Because that's kind of weird. Yeah. <laughs> and, you, and you have your stormtrooper armor on, and you're sort of looking out there. <laughs> guys, guys, I'm going to go uh, I'm gonna go take a leak. Uh, I'm getting a little weirded out. <laughs> leak! That's okay. As long as you're taking a leak, I have an open shot to phaser you in the back. <laughs> so it's totally okay. But I haven't done anything. Haven't but, you? Uh, <laughs> you might not yet. <laughs> this only turns into a minority report. Yeah, I was going to say. Um, but this one, you know, is great because you, know, you got to fix the past. I mean, okay, the only part of this is like the very end where they're like, well, we had enough time to think about it and we figured out that we could actually create these time travel particles with our own ship. Hanky dory, let's push the button and go back home. It's like, okay. Yeah, with no deflector dish, let's remember. Yeah, <laughs> they just blow up as soon as they go to impulse. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I, well, don't we have a spare number one? Uh, no, sir. <laughs> I told you to pack the spare. Um, yeah, because in some ways, when it comes to Star Trek and time travel, you have to think of one, you're either in one of two camps, or three camps, possibly. One is that Star Trek has the power to time travel all the time. Because this is the episode that kills me. Assignment Earth. Because if, if you believe in Assignment Earth TOS, that means Enterprise can go back in time whenever it wants to. Whenever it wants to, okay? So you have to accept that. The time travel is like, well, we just choose not to do it. Okay. S- second is you ignore that episode. The fines the uh, <laughs> Temporal Investigation Committee gives you is just outrageous. Exactly. In a society of no money. <laughs> and, and the second one is just that, you know, it's science. And then the third is that there just are no rules. That it's a TV show. <laughs> And you should really just relax. Um, it, 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 you know, so I was actually going to mention um, the Deep Space Nine two-parter past tense. Yes. Yes. Which is actually a great two-parter. I mean, totally different than First Contact. That I know the, this uh, is the one with the Bell Riots. Yes, yeah. the Bell Riots, which which I know seems kind of strange for me to, to mention it now. But it's interesting because when Star Trek fills in the gaps mm. of, of history that we don't get – that really, really is interesting to me. And, and the same way that Space Seed did it, um, you know, like we in the 90s, there were the eugenics wars. And, like, of course, now in hindsight, it's, like, weird because, like, now, okay, so we just have to understand that Star Trek is in this. Is it, it real? I mean, of course, <laughs> it's not. I, you know what I mean? It's not absurd. To, but it, it is interesting because it's, like, always been kind of like, oh, this is possible. This is possible. Maybe in this, the, in this future they century. They just didn't project quite far enough exactly exactly so, in, in 100 we, years like there was the sentence be like okay we can't watch enterprise anymore because it's ruined for us because <laughs> it, it's now well eventually eventually we'll get to that point certainly but but we'll be very different than than the shows that that presented us but um so the bell riots are interesting and and so is first contact is interesting to to show us hey the things that we fear very well could come true the things that we're scared of the things that we that may mm. happen um, could be and it's 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 time travel to the past but to our future so it's a kind of a really unique position that star trek gets to p- put itself in where it gets to examine our present fears laid out in a very realistic way in, in you know in a hypothetical future so it's i i appreciate that I appreciate First Contact for that reason as well. I mean, I know like that's not really the main thrust of the, the movie, but like this idea of like world war and w- if our civilization is right. devastated, what's going to happen? And, and we have to like rise above that. We have to. So it's it's you know I like I like time travel in that aspect when it's used in a way to kind of show, hey guys, like pay attention to this lesson before <laughs> you know you have to be in the wrong end of it. Yeah, and I think the one thing about First Contact that always, not bugs me, but like a lost opportunity, which I know just due to lack of time, it's like, oh, it's the econ. And, and like, um, like what's the econ? Like, I mean, like the Eastern Coalition, but like nobody ever explains any of that, like right. in the movie. Like, you're and just you supposed could, to know. Unless you had the subtitles on, you didn't even know what she said. It's yeah. like, it's an A. Oh, what? Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> after all these years, wait, after what? All these years. <laughs> 
Okay, yeah, let's just move I on. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so, I mean, that, that is, but I, but I, I agree, Daniel. I think that is a more interesting time trial when they go to a part of time you don't know. Um, it's Skynet. I mean, no, wait. Yeah, no. <laughs> After all these years. <laughs> Arnold is still around. I'd be. No, no, I'm not going to finish that. <laughs> um, okay, so now we come to what arguably is a, one of the best episodes of Next Gen and a best time travel episode, All Good Things. I mean, even though it's Q-powered, uh, you know, it's uh, it's it's great because, you know, we're getting these three slices, the present, quote-unquote, uh, you know, the the past with Tasha so it must be the past, you know, and the future where everyone wears red, uh, but um, and spheres are all in vogue, and facial no hair, and facial hair. Uh, but yeah, this episode's just—I mean, obviously we've talked about it well before, but for its time travel aspect of you know Q controlled, yet it's still you know almost kind of random, you know, because it's like he just snaps you know it's like he doesn't have control of it well well, i think this is the only i'm saying this as i'm trying to do this in my head i think this is the only time travel episode where the person traveling in time becomes that time period you know where picard actually is the picard of the past and he doesn't he forgets you know i as the episode goes goes on he be you know becomes more of his present self at least the one that we know as present but like it's interesting to see like he's time traveling and then he becomes future picard and he goes in the past he becomes past picard and and so to me that that's interesting you know and and it, well it's ultimately it's ultimately a, a christmas carol of star trek right it's this idea that I it was you a can go to star trek <laughs> Philip, Philip, Philip. One day we'll get to talk about it. No, no, no but it, it, you know, you get to see the ghost of of TNG past, the ghost of TNG present, and the ghost of TNG future. Of course, potential future, because you know, um, data with uh, Shriek in his and hair a is essentially. He's essentially Marley, right? Like that's 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 essentially what he becomes now. Um, it, it, and 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 that's what the beauty about. Like the Star Trek universe, and, and maybe the curse, but I, I think maybe the beauty of it is like you get a character like Q who can do this, who can we don't know like who knows right? We talked about um, tapestry last week, and what like what does this mean? Does Q is controlling this? All we know is Picard changes the outcome, but we don't know what it means. Was the outcome meant to be? Was the outcome predestined? Was the out? We don't know. We just know that. That that Picard has changed the present, and put, and obviously the future at that point, but 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 it's it's you have this wonderful storytelling device where you can say that this character can see before his his actions, during his actions, and what his actions will result in, and I think it's a really interesting kind of of storytelling device where it's it's you know. Other, I can't think of another genre where you can do that, where you can say, hey, by the way, Captain Picard, if you do what you do, this is what's going to happen, and do it in a believable way. Because to me, in some ways, the All Good Things story, like like the Q Continuum's plan, okay, it, it's, I really have to think about it because, and you know, at first blush, you think like Q is helping Picard go to all these time periods so he can solve it. But no, they're doing that so he can get into trouble. But it's like on purpose, we want you to do this, you know, do all the tachyon pulses at the same point because that's that will create the paradox. It's what you do with that paradox is how we're testing you. You know, it's not the moving you around in time so you can help it. I mean, yes, there is. But how do you, how do, because in some ways, of course, what it does for our fans is that we see this, these, this crew, this family that we know, the, when we saw them in the beginning, that where we see them now and where we'll see them in the future, they still can work together to make this great thing happen. But it is that paradoxical evidence of like, you know, oh, Star Trek Next Generation is going to use time travel in its last episode. You know, oh, of course, that, you know, they always use time travel. But no, they do it in an intelligent way that shows what this family means. And I think they showed that, you know, no other Star Trek show could use time travel again in its last episode. <laughs> <laughs> Well, except for, you know, Enterprise. I mean, that's time. Wait, no, never mind. That's not time. time. <laughs> no, Voyager. No, Deep Space Nine. No. Good. Well, yeah, I was like, well, that's a good way. I think it's a good way to round out time travel, guys. All good things. I mean, yeah, well, you can't top that. Um, 
So, but time travel isn't the only thing we're talking about here on Trek FM this week. Here's what you may have missed elsewhere on the network. T. L. Grey, hot. time for another serving of Earl Grey, our dedicated TNG show. I'm Darren Moser, sitting in the center chair this week. I'm joined by my co-host, uh, Daniel, uh, who's at, at Tactical. Daniel, uh, what's the what's the status of the podcast? Everything uh, operating, operating normally? Yeah, everything seems to be operating. Uh, hang on a second. Uh, Darren, are you going to... Are you going to ask me another question after I answer this question? Um, something about this seems like... Really, hang on. Darren, flip over your hand. What do you have? Two aces? Uh, yeah. How did you know? I mean, uh, I always play poker when I'm sitting in the center chair. <laughs> I'm sorry. Are you, gonna, are you about to introduce Philip into this podcast I was. right now? And do you know, remember <laughs> wait, wait, what wait. position he was? Wait. He's going to ask me as counselor if I know the date. I was going to ask you as counselor if you knew today's date. <laughs> well, Wait, obviously I'm, we've just been recording so well for so long. I mean, 87 episodes, guys. We just can read each other's minds. That must be it. If only we could win some sort of competition <laughs> where we would, Wait, we would, you know. I, I think this explains it. My <laughs> hand has three jokers in it. That totally explains it. Well, as you guys might have guessed, we're talking about time travel here on Earl Grey today. Now, I wanted to start us off talking about anomalies in time. Now, these episodes aren't directly time travel-esque, but they deal with, like, perspectives in time. A matter uh, of perspective? A matter of perspective. Actually, not a matter of perspective, but more of a timescape is what I'm thinking okay. of. I've kind of had a little bit of a deja Q feeling right now. Uh, wait, wait. You mean um, you mean now? Uh, now you guys aren't even listing time travel episodes. I mean, come <laughs> on. Okay, if you're gonna make the joke, at least do time travel episodes. So, well, timescape—that's the one with the slowed down or sped up pockets of time, where we determined that Picard just wanted attention, so he replicated long fingernails, waited till they were in the other <laughs> compartment, and no, uh, that's and you can actually episode. see his long fingernails when the before they reveal because that's really what how they did that effect. You mean you mean the episode where Jean Luc Picard uh, invented the emoji? He did. That's, he did yes. the cloud emoji in the cloud. And and, so. and uh, we actually get um, that he's also a stand-up comic in his spare time, doing a lot of uh, imitations. Um, I don't, he's talking I don't... and talking in one unbroken <laughs> sentence, moving from topic to topic. And then Troy also does hers as well. So uh, you know, there's a laugh right there. But this, you know, this underscores something that it's like the time-space continuum is like the third chapter in the book of Starfleet Academy because everybody knows. There's like, oh, well, yeah, if you you do some, you combine chemical A and B, you're going to fracture the space-time continuum. I mean, everybody knows that. I mean, it's just – it's so accepted. And, you know – it, it, we we go from the scale of like the earlier episodes of time travel where they're just like take forever to figure out what's going on to this one where they're like I'm pretty sure I know exactly what's going on in about five minutes. Um, you now, mean granted, you don't know what it's like to travel in the fifth dimension? Well, if I'm on a string. <laughs> Uh, Whoa! I think we're crossing a lot of things <laughs> there. I don't know. I don't know exactly what's happening. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, but but this one, you know, is is fun. Just uh, seeing how well people can hold still, you know, in an episode. <laughs> um, Timescape is great. Oh, man. it's so good. I, love I mean, it's look, so any, fun. Timescape. Any time episode, whether it's cause and effect, whether it's timescape, you get to see the Enterprise D blow up. It's a good episode. And in some of them, we get to see the Enterprise do blow up multiple times, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. But, but, but uh, you know, like, time, man, Timescape always sticks out to me. Always, always, always because of the two moments. The one moment where the where – the sh- well, it's I guess it's a runabout, not a shuttle, and where they come up yeah, onto the – Don't call it a runabout. Sh- You're really going to piss off the <laughs> – Yeah. Well, no, it is a runabout. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, – 
Believe me, uh, we have enough whoa, whoa. room in our shuttle bay to handle <laughs> we a couple can of runabouts. Uh, like a fleet of runabouts. <laughs> so, so I, have, I have a quick question, though. What is the name of the runabout, do we imagine? Uh, I don't know. Is it, don't, is um, it the Atlantic Ocean? Like, I don't know. Like, what could it possibly be named? <laughs> I don't know. The Mississippi? <laughs> Mississippi. But they ran out no, of it would have to be. It would have to be a river in France, I would imagine, right? The, the, oh, the Rhine. Right, there you go. Hey, but, anyways, but anyways, um, it's, it's an interesting th- – so that, that moment, that shot of like coming up onto the frozen Enterprise and um, – Starts with the R, you know, the Omulin. Romulan Warford. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, which is a, it's, a, it's also a brilliant use of the idea that the Romulans use singularities as their, as their workhorse, yeah. as their you know, power sources. So, it, it, oh, man, I can't, I can't – actually, I really can't speak enough – praise for this episode i I think it's a i don't think it's maybe necessarily underrated but it's kind of an overlooked gem i think people just just generally they remember like picard laughing at his oh i'm making a smiley face and then then, you know but it's a good episode for troy it's a good episode for geordi it's a really good episode and it it calls back on face of the enemy where they're like counsel you know what the engine room looks like like let's like or you know enough like (laughs) you know you you and it also it also shows the sneakiness of the Romulans. That I mean, Philip made a joke a little bit earlier, but like I mean, how how well you know how to stand still. But the Romulan who was in the engine room knew, like yeah. he knew what he was doing, and he was like, "I'm going to use this. I can stand still here and see what the heck is happening." You know, he, was, he probably heard them coming down the hall or something. Yeah, and um, and the other, the also of course the other, the really the shocking scene in that episode when the Romulan is shooting crusher in sickbay yeah and you're like how do you get out of this moment how do you go back on this moment i mean it's not as severe of time travel as as most of what we may have been talking about in alternate universes i don't know um but but it is an interesting concept well i do like that this is the sort of what i would call the uh early 21st century like very early like 2005 dvr effect that you could only go back uh, five to ten seconds after you paused, um, and so that's right. Yeah, uh, but yeah, no, great, great episode. Not just a great time travel episode, but a great mystery episode. A great, you know, learning about uh, you know Picard's figuring things out. Um, this one, you know, is again has time travel elements in it, but you wouldn't think about it. Captain's Holiday, uh, oh. where you have the the Vorgons came back in time to prevent. The destruction of the uh, of the Otat. Of course, that's totally legit. That they were from the future. They they showed me the almanac from the future and everything. I was gonna say, do you mean the Vogons? Yeah. <laughs> they had great poetry. Um, exactly. They had their towels. They they knew exactly what they were doing. That's right. But yeah, they go back to prevent this thing from being destroyed and end up causing its destruction. You know, Doc Brown style. <laughs> and you can never go earlier. Back in time no, than the one no. time you went back in time to try it's to create Skynet. the time you went. <sighs> um, but yeah, so, I mean, again, not a heavy use of time travel, but oh, D- at least Darren, it's got... You keep using this word heavy. <laughs> Our... There's something wrong with the gravity <laughs> on deck three. <laughs> um, also, we have uh, one of the best directed episodes of TNG. I mean, we talked about this director. He's a good director. <laughs> Star Trek, the next generation interactive VCR board <laughs> game, a Klingon challenge. Uh, as we know at the end, if you lose this board game, it's fortunate that the enterprise had just traveled through a localized distortion in the space time continuum by rewinding your VHS tape. You too can try again to save the enterprise. So I'm since since we are making this game part of the canon. Um, what season does this take place? So I can write it down when I do my rewatch. Um, I can put the VCR in after watching a Netflix episode. So I know that's the best part. Is it can happen whenever you want. <laughs> Not Galron is always a threat. It's always he's always around. So you never know. Okay, oh, but uh, yeah, no, it's. <laughs> I can't believe you brought that. 
<laughs> what? It's it, it's a, it's a great example of hey, when I was researching time travel, it was on the list. <laughs> it was number one, Darren. That's what was that's what went on with your research. So, like, uh, we have to imagine then how many visits from temporal investigations did Picard get? Picard wasn't even on the ship, though. I'm talking about throughout his entire career. Oh. <laughs> Well, I mean, we not as much as Janeway the, or Kirk, you know. We would, but we would have to ask those guys from Deep Space Nine, right? The the Office of Temporal Investigations mm-hmm. or whatever it is. Like, they they were pretty cool dudes. I wish I wish we had seen more. And of they them. were really um, good at parties, you know. Yeah. No, you're right. I, we don't see. I don't think we do see as much, especially you know, percentage wise, in in Picard's career that we do in. Uh, as Kirk or the man with well, the menace. But see, when he does it, he like, it's like a uh, um, first contact and he like saves all of humanity. So they're like, okay, right. we're going to let that slide. Well, actually that, yeah. that is called doing a Kirk. That is, that is called <laughs> doing a Kirk. Uh, when you go back in time to save humanity, you do get a slide. Well, saving all of the humpbacks does not necessarily equate to saving Wait, all of you know, people. <laughs> well, you're right. Only only oh, the yeah. arrogance of man would have me presume that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. So there's a couple honorable mentions we can glance over. Uh, there's A Matter of Time, which has, you know, Rasmutin. Uh, I'll, I'll throw out, because I, I mean, I'm not, you know, is that to me what that episode deals with and what a lot of the episodes we've talked about deal with is, I mean, and, and it's a, you know, it's a mental thing, but. Like the quality of time periods, because I remember in yesterday's Enterprise, Picard tells Gannon, "How do I know that this other time period is better than this one?" You're asking right. me to choose something. You know, how do I know this isn't the best one? And that's you know Picard's debate with you know what's his face, um, Max Cedrum, um, in matter of a time is like how, you know your your past, you know, future. I don't care about it. You know, I, I you know all this stuff. So it's very interesting. Well, he's got that cool little, you know, ring watch. I mean, it's got to be a better time. You know, look at where fashion went. Um, he's ahead. He's ahead of the Apple Watch. Yes, it's. I mean, that's that's the Apple how far ring. in the future he is. It's the Apple Ring. It's the yeah. It's the eye ring. Well, no, it's Steve Jobs isn't around in the twenty eighth century. So <laughs> now, if we have the Apple Ring, will that be considered the rings of man? Well, is if, it the, if, is if, the, how, the great the chalice of reeks? Is that also in their spring catalog? If they had if they had Max Headroom in Enterprise walking around in the background of the Enterprise J, I mean, like that would have been great. How fun would that have been? Welcome to Cat Cat Cafe Eighties. <laughs> <laughs> well, we also like we talked about uh, last week. We have Tap Q Street, where it does deal with time, but even though it's kind of is this all an illusion? Is this you know, in Picard's head, you know, is it a nightmare of being a blue shirt? You know, That's right. it's not a trick. It's an illusion, an illusion, Picard, an illusion is an illusion. It's the name of a species. Yeah. Um, but, uh, again, we talked about that plenty, uh, plenty last week. Uh, but- d- uh, Darren, you know, not to hijack your, your topic, believe me, not what I want to do, but we, I mean, we, we definitely should talk about the time that, Deanna Troy and Commander Riker ended up on the 22nd century Enterprise. Like, that seems like that's, a really important episode. And, like, that's oh, the time travel you, of the you mind. You just want to make all the, you know, all the fans upset, don't you, Daniel? But Enterprise baiting. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, no, I instead was going to talk about your other favorite character, Alexander, in Firstborn. No, nope, nope. Because nope. Oh, yes, that is a good time to comes, He comes back. I mean, you barely, it's like the last last scene where they're like oh by the way this was totally a time travel episode you just didn't know it <laughs> if ever there was a character you could erase from existence and nothing would but be but how affected. do you know daniel that this time is not the best time <laughs> how do you know? can you make a choice <laughs> now is it in, in i mean this would be stretching it and then you may be mentioning this in your in your honorable mission list like by five seconds isn't parallels a time travel episode because he does go back in time like when he comes I, back, I actually was also going to mention, and I know this is I'm like way like I agree with Philip, but I'm also overstepping my bounds when I say this. Um, 2009 is technically in a, in some ways 
uh, a TMG crew. I have its Spock. Time travel. Yeah. It's the Romulan. Unif- it's the sequel to Unification. It's it's Unification it's, Part Three. It's, <laughs> it all goes wrong. It's, <laughs> it's Spock. It's it's Jordy. I'm pretty sure Data's involved in the pre the prequel comic. Like it's it's definitely a TNG kind of thing that happens. And oh, it can really, get an honorable mention. You know, I, I I I agree with that. And I would also argue Generations with the Nexus. They 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 time traveled. Yeah. I mean, they could have gone back before the Enterprise no, was no, no, destroyed. No, that but... that was the rule with the Vorgons. You can't go back earlier in time. That would that would be ridiculous. Well, to his credit, I don't think Picard knew that his because sh- he wasn't on his ship yeah, where he was supposed to be. Known. Like if he had sensed the disturbance in the forest, the it's like the, the sound. The of- genie gives him three wishes and he uses them up. By the way, sir, are we uh, we blew up the ship while you were gone. If only I had known, I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have wished for this better saddle. <laughs> All right. Well, that was a good honorable mentions list. Um, but uh, time travel is not the only thing that we've been talking about here on Trek FM. Here's what you may have missed elsewhere on the network. T. L. Grey, hot. It's time for another serving of Earl Grey, our dedicated TNG show. I'm Darren Moser, sitting in the center chair this... Um, I'm getting a really creeped out feeling, guys. Yeah. Uh, is Daniel it? is... Well, guys, I was I was going to talk about time travel this week, but... I, I, don't, this is I don't know. I'm really kind of weird. Just What about we just do... What do we, what do we like best about time travel episodes? Uh, Philip, what do you like best about time travel episodes? Yeah, I don't I just, really let's just get this over to <laughs> talk about... I, I knew you were going to say that. I don't travel. know why. But. How did you know that? I, I mean, time, time travel, like it's, uh, you know, sci-fi, of course, Star Trek sci-fi, of course it is. But I think it's how can we use that? How can we tell the story? How can we do these characters? Um, you know, this isn't Doctor Who where we're just exploring the past and the future. It's it's it's, it's it always has to be a little bit more than that. But, you know, I think Next Generation, you know, it's like holiday episodes. They do 75% of them well. You know, the other the other twenty five percent. You know, take or leave. Well, as we know, buying a season of Next Gen on Blu Ray or DVD is just ridiculously expensive. And so, one of the ways that I first you know started out my collection was with the fan collectives, and they had a whole fan collective of just time travel specific episodes. And it's a great way of you know, not just from um, from Next Gen, but from all the series and. Uh, you know, it's just, it's great to see what Star Trek does with time travel because no two episodes are alike. You know, there's different ways of traveling through time. There's different, uh, you know, ramifications. And uh, it's 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 a lot of fun. It's a great, it's a great topic. What about you, Daniel? What what do you like best just about time travel episodes in general? Oh, Daniel's return. We had Tasha here for about a couple of minutes. Oh, and then... yeah. Shoot. Um, Daniel, your uh, hair grew uh, back and it's blonde. It's this bowl cut. <laughs> <laughs> you know, time travel is one of those things that science fiction can do. Um, that, you know, without any trappings or, 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 or res- reservations or anything like that, time travel is... Time travel is something I think I think it's kind of really to the core of humanity. Like we always wish that we did something different or we wonder like what would have happened if circumstances have changed. And it, it, it's it's something that science fiction can explore where you can say, hey, this is what happens. And this is this sh- will show you. We will show you that maybe like even though it's easy to think maybe if I was smarter, better, stronger – um, my whole life would we be We can best, rebuild it, him. Sorry, sorry. We just. can <laughs> rebuild Yes, exactly. We have the technology. Like Philip said, you know, uh, you either buy that the fact that they had the technology to go back in time and, and the original series or you don't. And, and it causes problems if you do. It causes problems if you don't. And But, but you know, it's an interesting concept. It, it, it leads the way to a really fascinating story types and all of these kinds of different things. And, uh, I I love when Star Trek deals with it. I love when all different kinds of fiction deals with it. Right? We get we've 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 half mentioned 
the Terminator to Back to the Future, you know, to Bill to Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. There, there's so many different ways to deal with time travel, and Star Trek probably has an episode that deals with it in your preferred way of of handling time travel, and that's the strength of this sh- of this series uh, as Star Trek in general, and of this show as TNG uh, specifically, and I. I as much as I don't like Time Zero, I, I can appreciate it that that it's a story that people might like and might appreciate and really would like like to delve into. What would you? How would you interact with a kind of historical figure and like how would this work? And what if they knew things that that never were revealed? You know what I mean? So I I don't know. Um, I don't get fatigued with time travel stories the way that some fans do. Uh, I think it's great and interesting pretty much and and even when it's not exactly what I want to see it's 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 at least interesting to watch Star Trek deal with time travel and I mean I am in no way a blue shirt but what little I know which is very little um you know a show that's set in space like to be like oh well you guys don't have to do time travel I mean like you do like that that's you know space time are very close concepts Especially when you're traveling at warp speed. And you they know. call it the time-space continuum. It's not just yes. the time continuum. Yeah. No, it's the time-space continuum. No, exactly. No, it's it's a it's a great... I mean, I love time travel episodes. I mean, what the first short film I made when I went to, to film school was actually a time travel uh, short where these guys wanted to go back in time. And so they just researched all these different time travel movies and took different elements of different movies. They're like, okay, we need spinny things and lights. We need to go 88 miles an hour. We need some plutonium, you know, we need, and, and they, uh, you know, we need the Aurora Borealis. And, and then they were just, they did like a test, uh, to go, you know, like a minute into the past or something. And it's, you know, it's very cheesy and super low budget, uh, but it was fun, you know, and, and my friends totally humored me by being in it, but, uh, uh, it was, it was a great, and, you know, using, there's lots of great music that come from time travel movies, you know, and, uh, it's time travel episodes. <laughs> I mean, one trilogy is kind of approaching a great anniversary this year, so it's, you know, how could you not talk about it? But, but it has been fun talking about time travel, but it's not the only thing we've been talking about here on Trek FM this week. Here's what you may have missed elsewhere on the network. Previously on Trek.FM, Standard Orbit. Set this movie at the end of the five-year mission. Skip ahead five years, you know, kind of like Dark Knight or whatever, and then Mm -hmm. say, okay, we've had all these adventures, blah, 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 and now... We're at the end. We're about to go home, you know, and it's been, a, you know, a fun time was had by all. Earl Grey. Again, you know, because it's January, my ship was shot beyond the bounds of normal interstellar <laughs> travel <laughs> to the center of the galaxy, but we were back in time for tea. The orb. They're they're not even right. thinking about it at this point. Okay, how yeah, do we well, exactly. start the resistance? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How do we do all this? Yeah. Because they have become comfortable with where they are and thinking yeah. that they're doing all they can. And yet right. we know, as the audience, that they're not. To the journey! I want you to say right now in front of our, our friends, okay, and in front of me and the Lord Almighty, <laughs> what is your favorite season? Okay, this isn't the favorite season. I want you to tell me what your favorite <laughs> season is. <laughs> Daniel Daniel, and Darren, promise we won't ever be like this. The Ready Room. So what's the deal? You know, does Tom have a dad we don't know about? Apparently. Because who <laughs> was this was guy that he was remembering yeah, as his know, dad? Was that Nick Lacarno's dad? <laughs> that was Nick Lacarno's dad, yes. Commentary, Trek Stars. But I mean, here's the question, John. If if you're living Fight Club, then you know we have to ask: if you could fight anyone, who would you fight? William Shatner. All right. Literary treks. The main storyline here is the battle for the Vulcan soul. They are one of the most logical races, and yet they have an intensely spiritual aspect to them. Axonar, the official podcast. 
You were there. Mm. How long did we wait for them to try and reach that? Oh rate? man, it was Ten it minutes? was it was at least as long as the Enterprise penetrating V'ger's <laughs> outer shield to getting into the actual machine core. The six oh two club. So, as far as the realism question is concerned, um, when, whether or not it's the right thing to do, it's the Marvel way to do it. I mean, I think that's the that's the defining difference between Marvel and DC. And that's what else is happening on Trek.fm. So check out these shows to get in on the Daily Trek Talk. You'll find them in iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, the Windows Podcast Directory for Xbox and Zoom. Visit the Trek.fm website for the full Trek experience. You can view our podcast directory to stream the audio from all of our shows. If you would like to contact us, just go to Trek.fm slash contact. From there, choose Message to a Trek FM Show and select Earl Grey. These messages will be relayed by Starfleet to the three of us. In social media, you'll find us on facebook.com slash trekfm or join our Facebook listener discussion group called The Babel Conference. Find it by searching The Babel Conference on Facebook. Now let's take a moment to talk about our sponsor this week, audible.com. Audible is a great way for you to read all the books you've always wanted to read but never thought you'd have time for. This is the premier source for audiobooks with more than 150,000 titles to choose from and new titles coming every week. From classics to current bestsellers, and even some of the most famous Star Trek books like Prime Directive, Federation, and Spock's World, Audible has something for everyone. Now, as a Trek FM listener, you can get a free audiobook of your choice, along with a 30-day trial to see just how great Audible is. So give it a try today. Catch up on all those classic Star Trek books you've yet to read. Just go to audibletrial.com slash trekfm and sign up today. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash trekfm. And we thank Audible for supporting Earl Grey and Trek FM. There's one more way you can directly help us to keep Earl Grey coming to you each and every week, and that's through becoming a patron of Trek FM. By visiting patreon.com slash trekfm, you can choose among various pledge levels and receive rewards for becoming a Trek FM patron. These rewards let you inside the observation lounge of our network and make it possible for us to distribute all our great content. So please become a patron and visit patreon.com slash trek fm today so philip if someone wanted to talk to you about your favorite time travel movie episode universe where would they find you um they would have already found me on twitter uh where my handle is nc public servant that's nc for no continuum and daniel if someone wanted to talk to you about uh, your favorite or least favorite next gen episode slash end of enterprise where would they talk to you they can find me at 2updan. Oh, wait, no, no. This is the original version of me. Uh, they can find me at 1updan. That is the number one, not the word. And if someone wanted to talk about how science fiction and time travel just work so well, they could talk to me on Twitter under username Dr. Sci-Fi. That's D-R-S-C-I-F-I. Well, guys, uh, I'm, you know, I think I need to do a rewatch of First Contact. I, we should have talked about that a little more, but I think uh, it's just such a great example of time travel. And uh, just, yeah, it's, I can't wait till t- 2063. Was it April 4th? 5th. 5th. I was close. I, I know. So. Well, you, you, sell, you open your presents on First Contact Eve. I was brought up to, to open on First Contact Day. But, it, you know, whatever works for you. Well, I always celebrate Picard Day. That's that's the day for Hang me. on. Um, what what is today, guys? That's right. We are recording this on May the fourth. What is of, that? Uh, our calendar year, which is that is that significant? Uh, anyway, just, a, in, so it's in, just in, another day on the calendar, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's right. Because you are not a rebel sympathizer. You want <laughs> May the Sith be with you. I'm not. I'm not of the body. <laughs> Uh, but yes but big shout out to all of our star wars fans who enjoy anything with the word star in it be it Battlestar, stargate or star trek star search uh but no not star search but (laughs) star search (laughs) so dancing with the stars no 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 (laughs) no make it so engage live long and prosper fire 